Our gospel reading this morning comes from the book of John, chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. The word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as a father's only son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks ahead of me because he was before me. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart who has made him known. The word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning and happy new year to everyone worshiping with us today. One of my favorite traditions throughout seminary has been singing Holden Evening Prayer with the Lutheran students who attend my school and those we call Lutheran sympathizers who've been brought into our fold despite claiming a different denomination. We sing every Monday night. Holden is a completely sung liturgy written and composed by Marty Haugen, who wrote many of the hymns in our red hymnals. It is full of scripture and hope, and it's a beautiful way to end a day. And with the exception of maybe three or four weeks in the past five semesters, I found myself each Monday evening singing this liturgy. And I love that we sing this liturgy on Mondays. Yes, Mondays were originally a logistical choice. You know, choir was on Tuesdays and Thursday nights, there were usually speakers. And so Monday nights just sort of happened. But I've come to realize that Monday evenings are the perfect time to pause, to hug or now wave at a friend, to sing or now hum along with the message of hope. And whether I've had a great day and I'm optimistically looking forward to my week, you know, those weeks where you're going to finish your finals on week three of the semester, or it's been the most monday of Mondays on record, and I'm not really sure how I'll make it to Friday. Holden Evening Prayer has always met me with love, grace, and hope. And my favorite part of this 20-minute or so liturgy is when we all pause, and after a long moment of silence, the reader declares these words from John. The light shines in the darkness. And we all collectively respond, and the darkness has not overcome it. And while I knew these words were from John as we declared them each week, 
I'm not sure I ever realized that they are from the prelude of John, what is essentially Jesus' birth story for that gospel. You see, John doesn't tell the story about the manger and Mary and Joseph before going into Jesus' life. He simply tells you who Jesus is, that Jesus is life and light to all people, God in the world full of grace and truth. By declaring those words each Monday night, our little group had been bringing Christmas into our lives each week, and at least I didn't even know it. Don't get me wrong, I love that we have Jesus' birth story in the other Gospels. They all allude to Jesus as light in their own ways, but there's something special about how John approaches this moment, our introduction to who Jesus is. He doesn't waste time getting at the meat of what this story is about. Light, life, grace, and truth, all flooding into our world with Jesus. And as I ponder where we might find this light in our world today, I'm reminded of a quote from civil rights leader and preacher Martin Luther King Jr. While preaching, he rephrased this verse a little bit, saying that darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. That's the thing about the dark. There's absolutely nothing you can add to it to make it darker. Darkness is a complete work. There's nothing more that can be done to change or grow darkness. It simply is. But when you add even the smallest of lights, you begin to be able to see. The process of adding light to darkness Growing and sharing the sparks and then the flames, multiplying light until everyone can see the beauty, well, that process is ongoing. And while I'm not sure what 2020 had in store for you, I know for me, and according to many, many memes I found on the internet, 2020 felt a bit like a long Monday, pretty dark. Not always bad. There were certainly some silver linings to it all, but in general, it was hard. It felt as if I, we, the world, were unable to make any progress, and it was full of that classically Monday feeling that our week was never going to end. And that's why we sing Hold In on Mondays. Because the darkness is never as final as it feels. So that we remember that even one tiny light cannot be overcome by the darkness. That Jesus is our light and even darkness, pandemics, depression, isolation, discrimination, cancer, other diseases, poverty, all of humanity's faults, they cannot overcome the light. Because darkness cannot do anything to lights, it merely is. A dark room is powerless against the light of a candle or the flick of a light switch. Darkness of our cosmos is powerless against the stars, even millions of miles away. And the darkness under your seat in your car cannot fight back against your flashlight as you search for what you dropped. Thank God for that. Yes, sometimes lights go out, whether on purpose or because the oil in the lamp runs low. Maybe we woke up on the wrong side of the bed or the darkness in our world is just too much that day. But that's why we declare that the darkness has not overcome the light collectively. Because 
Light relies on other light to make progress. When we cannot see the light, others see it for us and invite us back out of the darkness. Our text for this morning introduces us to Jesus and then quickly also introduces John the Baptist, who the Gospel of John writes is to witness and testify to the light of Jesus. Lighting up the world is not the work of merely one flame, but the work of many who are to allow that original light, to allow Jesus to catch them on fire as well, to bring them into the light and therefore increase its brightness, to overcome more darkness. So as we start a new year, I might implore us all to add, be attentive to the light, to the top of our to-do list, or make it our first resolution, that we might train ourselves to notice the Christmas story year-round, that we might know Jesus even deeper this year, simply through noticing the goodness in our world, the God in our world, the God in other people, the light that we can collectively spread. John warns in our text this morning that the world did not know Jesus, but he also writes that those who know him receive grace upon grace. Dear friends, this reading is an invitation into the grace of being attentive to God's light in the world. Not because we have to, not because the light will cease to shine if we do not acknowledge it, but because retraining our attention allows us to transcend the self. To transcend our world, it allows us to join ourselves to Jesus' light. It allows us to see more beauty, grace, and truth. So my hope for you today, this year, and always, is that before you keep striving, keep trying to be better based on the world standards, buying things, getting promoted, losing weight, reading more books, taking better pictures, buying things, I already said that, parenting differently, (laughs) studying constantly, whatever that striving is for you, though it might not necessarily be bad, that first you might direct your attention to Jesus and the light in our world, that first you might see grace and truth moving as Jesus' light spread, that you might be a part of declaring that the darkness will never overcome the light of Jesus, that we might spread that light. Because Jesus is, in the words of Marty Hogan, the joyous light of heavenly glory, the loving glow of God's own face, the song of creation's glory. And so to close this morning, I'll share a poem by Mary Oliver, who finds this light in the trees. When I am among the trees, especially the willows and the honey locusts, equally the beech and oaks and the pines. They give off such hints of gladness that I would almost say that they save me and daily. I am so distant from the hope of myself in which I have goodness and discernment and never hurry through the world but walk slowly and bow often. Around me the trees stir in their leaves and call out, Stay a while. The light flows from their branches, and they call again. It's simple, they say. And you, too, have come into the world to do this, to go easy, to be filled with light, and to shine. Amen.